0: Everyone, Mystic Chick here. It's about that time to grab your green tea, lemon water, kale smoothie, or a corrupted green drink and get settled into a big puffy cloud of positive energy to contemplate another morsel of mystic goodness. So, in keeping with the January theme of letting go of what no longer serves you, We are focusing this episode on the relationship realm. Do the relationships in your life lift you up or keep you in a holding pattern of negativity? Um, So in this episode, you're going to learn how to sever those energetic ties to have healthier relationships in every area of your life. Mm -hmm. That sounds like quite a lot of fun. And Virgo Lass could probably weigh in on this as well.
1: Hello, Virgo Lass. Hello, Mystic Chick.
0: <laughs> you sound so formal today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's that kind of a day. We're starting the new year outright. Oh, oh, okay. So you got your like
0: business suit of universal goodness on.
1: Yeah, I mean, those are leggings and t-shirts, right? I mean, it's still 2021. <laughs> If you're
0: gonna get that dressed up, I mean, I'm in a fluffy robe and slippers most of
1: the time. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, like I'm actually wearing pants. <laughs> um,
0: yes, and uh, I I appreciate I I was trying a new technique to uh, start the show and get everything loaded on properly. My son had to school me. My my son Danny has his own little podcast on Podbean called oh. Dan. Dan's miscellaneous ramblings, which I think you can find, I think I follow him on my show page, but he does little 15-minute podcasts every day. But he, being 17, knows way more about pretty much everything technological than I do.
1: (laughs) So he's probably already got like got yeah, the music and the editing and all of it's just down it probably sounds way more professional than we do
0: <laughs> i'm embarrassed to say that today i made some comment about editing and he's like mom i have editing like i do something with editing and i found a free download and blah 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 and i'm like of course it did
1: <laughs> i'm gen z i learned about editing in the fourth grade <laughs> I'm just
0: like you know. I I'm just glad that you're in the house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's like in fourth grade you were learning long division.
0: <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on that. Then there's the Common Core, and then there's all the stuff, and yeah, it's a whole to do.
1: Yeah, it sounds like having kids now is really hard. <laughs>
0: i'd give it three stars
1: (laughs) (laughs) would not recommend (laughs) (laughs) it's good
0: but it does have (laughs) its ups and downs Um, (laughs) i would not trade it in but it definitely is not the easy road that you know i thought it would be so um i have to say that the drinks i listed today (laughs) i don't know if you caught the corrupted green drink Oh yeah. So what's in that? I I was very proud of myself for finding this. So, you know, we're talking detox and the January, the month of January is kind of the detox month in general, but then this particular relationship episode, we're focusing on, you know, relationship stuff and um, detoxing that. And so um, I found some drinks though. Where is it? Okay. Okay. Now I'm going to have to use my special handy-dandy control click. So much work. (laughs) It's on the Vine Pair website. And they actually have something that uh, they detoxed, or they took classic detox drinks, and they transformed them into delicious cocktails.
1: (laughs) I like this. (laughs) It's kind of weird.
0: It really is weird. Uh, so the one that I picked is actually the green drink from Doctor Oz, <laughs> and then they corrupted so it. Is it so it's basically like
1: spinach with bourbon.
0: I it's close. So it's, <laughs> they give the reason why these detox drinks work first of all. So the reason why it works, um, it's <laughs> it's got kale in it. So there's oh, uh, goddamn kale. <laughs> Naturally detoxifying properties: a bunch of flavonoids or flavonoids, however you want to pronounce it. Potato, potato, and then um, antioxidants in general. But then you have, uh, let's see, <laughs> vitamin C, manganese. So you got more antioxidants going in. Thiamin, which not to be confused with theremin, the instrument. <laughs> <laughs> um fresh ginger and so then you've got that anti-inflammatory stimulating digestion circulation causing someone to sweat oh my gosh so much fun
1: causes someone to sweat (laughs) yeah um so I guess detoxing sort of, stuff is so overrated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. If you really go down the detox rabbit hole, there's a lot of things that it turns out you really don't need to do, but people really push themselves. Oh to my do.
1: God. Yeah. Seriously. Like when you start research, researching di- detox, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to detox myself this month and get really healthy. And then you go down this rabbit hole of people who are like, Oh yeah, this causes you to have explosive diarrhea <laughs> and throw up for a week. And it's so Healthy and I had so much energy and I never felt better.
0: There you go. That's what it is. Or you know, a thirty day detox cleanse of horror. Yeah, but it's (laughs) tough. And I mean, we're going to talk in another, a future episode about like shamanic practices. But like, um, yeah, pretty much everything in the shamanic realm equals like either throwing up or some other kind of detox situation from the body. Usually, a violent expulsion of something.
1: Mm-hmm. Violent expulsion of something.
0: <laughs> That'll be the catchphrase for the week. <laughs> Remember that, people out there in TV land, like, you know, just kind of throw that around. I, I challenge you. How many times can you use it in a sentence for the week?
1: <laughs> you know what? For some people, it's not that hard. <laughs> All right. So then there's a section on how
0: to corrupt the drink. And this is where it gets good.
1: All right.
0: So, um, Because of the heavy emphasis on kale, apparently, from what they say, Uh, they're going to balance the sweetness and spice with ginger, pineapple, mint, and a light gin. Ooh. Yeah.
1: See, now this (laughs) I'm into.
0: (laughs) It makes it a little bit better. I, I would like to taste that, actually. I think that that might be a curious blend.
1: See, it's healthy and it gets you wasted. <laughs> I'm in.
0: So, and then if you really, and I will post a link for this because if anybody, and I really think that these, these drinks are kind of for the, not for the, the weak of heart. I don't know how else to put it. I mean, you got to have some major like stomachs of steel out there to try some of these. Cause it seems like, They would work against each other, the whole detox and alcohol situation.
1: You got to detox and (laughs) retox.
0: So here's a nasty one, actually. The Lemon Cayenne Cleanse from Hello That is the worst. Okay, when I was in
1: esthetician school, like one of the girls like talked that up. And so all of the girls in my class, were doing like, you know, that stupid lemon cayenne thing was basically, yeah, I mean, all it really does. I mean, like, think about how acidic and spicy that is. And you're just starving yourself, you're making your stomach so acidic And, you know, you're like super grumpy all the time and everybody's like, eh, it's because you're detoxing. And (laughs) then you just, whatever weight you gain, whatever weight you lose because you just starved yourself, you gain back immediately because you start eating again and you're hungry.
0: Yum. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like a pleasant experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, for the most part, I feel like if people feel like they've been hitting the fried foods really hard, and you know, they're drinking too much, and they want to like, kind of like reboot their diets, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that, then just go vegan for a day for a week for a month you know just to eat like a ton of fruits and vegetables and cut out everything else but as soon as you say that people are like no i think i'm just gonna have a green juice once a day
0: (laughs) (laughs) i see so it's uh yeah it seems a little bit out there um i don't think that i would choose to torture myself that way but to each his own um but if you were to corrupt it and make it slightly more palatable then um sprinkle
1: parmesan cheese and everything <laughs> what why the parmesan <laughs> <laughs> i mean because you're going to corrupt it and make it tastes better
0: <laughs> oh see with the lemon i would think more like the um or What is that cheese that we use? I don't know if you um, think about
1: a salad dressing, you know, like, okay, so we're talking about basically lemon and some cayenne pepper, add a little olive oil, sprinkle some Parmesan on top. You have a zesty dressing.
0: (laughs) So then all you would really need to do is add tequila and
1: a little bit of honey if you want. Oh that actually sounds like a great drink. Like I would absolutely drink that that drink. Oh I am going to tell my bartender friends about this and tell them to call it the Retox. <laughs> now they do say you can add
0: some seltzer water to it also if you want it to okay, be a- yeah,
1: like a little yeah, club soda or whatever, give it some bubbles. Yeah. Add yeah. into it.
0: Yeah. So um definitely <laughs> See, you're more open-minded than I am. I'm just kind of like, uh, I'm a cancer. I don't like to try new things. I'm kind of scared. I've
1: just been at many, many bars and tried many different types of cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> Some with more success than others.
0: <laughs> oh my God. So you're like the kind of adventurous cocktail trier. I'm more the um, like snobby cocktail trier. I, they have to like fit in a very narrow set of rules for me.
1: That's funny because I'm the Virgo. You would think that would be me, but I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of what astrology to blame it on. It must be my Aries rising, I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because I'm Taurus rising, and I I don't know how adventurous Tauruses are overall.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Tauruses are just kind of like very stubborn about being set in their ways. I'm not sure how adventurous Tauruses are. (laughs) Tauri. (laughs) So um, are you a tourist? Chime in on our chat.
0: (laughs) Please, please. We would like to know. Just just put your message in the chat if you don't feel adventurous enough to to uh, call in. But um, yeah, I just I like top shelf liquor and I like very few red wines and they have to be from very specific places. And um, yeah, I'm not really a fan of rum. See, I could just go on and on
1: oh yeah there's plenty that i don't like and yeah that's very very true about the red wine especially if you get the wrong red wine then it is not a good scene
0: (laughs) there are some evil ones out there um so and then there's there's a couple more on this list i'm not gonna read them all but um there is one called the berry mint kiss smoothie Ooh. So I thought that, I I don't know why I didn't list that. Maybe it was too hard for me to say in my list of drinks, but um, it looks pretty good. I'm trying to see how you corrupt it. Okay. So you have um, blueberries and almond milk and things like that. I guess there's a recipe somewhere. And then you add um, rum to it.
1: I mean, yeah, that's going to make anything better. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's a no-brainer right there. Yeah, I feel like that would be a, a really sweet drink, though. That's the type of drink that I would order off the menu when I was in my twenties, and now I'm in my forties and I have a refined palate. So I would order the tequila lemon cayenne thing.
0: Ooh, see, I am I am a lover of tequila. Sorry, I have to imbibe my. What is this today? I'm going to give a shout out to. Oh God, <laughs> the Aldi brand pure. Aqua Bellevue grapefruit bubbling, flavored, sparkling water with other natural flavorness. So there you go. I Shout love out. flavorness. Mm. And it tastes as good as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> We don't need any fancy LaCroix in these parts. <laughs> I'm literally drinking a
1: LaCroix with Maker's <laughs> Mark in it. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Ooh, you up the ante. I just had coffee not too long ago, so I feel like I'll have a heart attack if I add alcohol right now. But probably after this.
1: Exactly. Highly recommend.
0: I, I already got on the elliptical so and sweated that situation out <laughs> so I can just start boozing it up after this exactly <laughs> <laughs> so um courts of attachments an interesting topic
1: so yeah we're basically sticking with a the theme of like new year's resolutions and um obviously like people aren't really making a lot of resolutions this year besides you know <laughs> survive Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but we talked a bit last week about how as we are moving into Aquarian energy as opposed to Capricorn energy in the stars mm-hmm. uh, we are kind of taking a look at the people around us and seeing like um, who like basically the Marie Kondo thing we're seeing who brings us joy who and what <laughs> brings us joy these days <laughs>
0: Are we going to take those people and fold them in their, her very specific folding fashion and layer them delicately in our drawers?
1: For some of them, maybe we should.
0: <laughs> I tried that folding method and failed miserably.
1: Oh, I actually, that's the only thing from Marie Kondo I've been able to do successfully is the folding method. <laughs> Although now I think that I have to like go through and refold everything because it's a mess again.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's it, it gets away from itself. Um, you leave a drawer unsupervised too long and bad things happen.
1: Yup. All of a sudden there's a big explosion of (laughs) t-shirts.
0: So energetic cords. And this is, I, I thought long and hard about this topic because there are a lot of people out there with a, an amazing array of, uh, information on chords and their specific take on chords and so some of this is my own experience and some of it is just kind of like you know what are the best practices when dealing with energetic chords which you know not to go corporate on you again but had to do it (laughs) (laughs) Um, so first of all, though, like, I don't know how many people out there really understand chords. Um, they're kind of, and I've actually heard them described in different ways. So I don't think that, I feel like there's a lack of consistency on the topic of energetic chords in the metaphysical community.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, the metaphysical community basically has a million different like (laughs) words for like pretty much everything. So that's not surprising.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah. So uh, some people have described cords as, you know, I've heard the silver cord forever. Um, I actually did see somewhere where it was described as tubes. With, like, the energy flowing through them. So that was a new kind of thing for me.
1: Okay, you know what that instantly put in my head. Um, I don't know if they even do this anymore. When you go to the bank and you put in your check and you send it through that tube into, (laughs) into the bank, you know, like, when you're doing your banking from your car. Oh,
0: are those, like, the pneumatic tubes or something? I thought... It's something in that vein.
1: <laughs> I guess so. I mean, basically, yeah, you just like put it in like the little robot and then like hit the button and then the tube takes your paycheck to the bank teller that's inside. So that way you don't have to leave your card. I don't even know if this is really a thing anymore. I think everybody just goes to the ATM or just gets direct deposit.
0: Well, no, it's still a thing at the... Um at the like the pharmacies pneumatic tubes I was right P-N-E-U-M-A-T-I-C there you go I don't know why I know that (laughs) probably because I actually had to explain it to one of the kids once (laughs) (laughs) mommy where do those magical things go Um, so yeah you still use them at the pharmacy to get your like put your prescription things in and get your medications coughed out from the tube (laughs)
1: I mean, that makes, I feel like that makes a lot more sense in the age of COVID.
0: (laughs) Um, So, uh, yes. So they, they're described in different ways, but basically it is just kind of, you know, energy is kind of, I don't know how to say it because you kind of walk around and you've got your energetic body. Right. And like, nobody has really, if you think about it on a, you know, like atomic level, they say how much of us how much of us is truly matter versus just space or air or whatnot and it's like a very very tiny portion of our physicalness is actual matter. Um, so you have like you know this energetic body and then but it's not you know like in one completely contained thing. it's just kind of like a little, oozy kind of thing that stays close to your actual physical body and then you know every time your energy interacts with someone else's then kind of cords can form attachments can form um and sometimes people who don't even know you can form cords of attachment to you through like social media and things like that so it's kind of interesting that way but
1: um i was actually just thinking about you know when i was reviewing everything you sent me about it it was thinking about how celebrities must feel because we feel like we have these chords of attachment to them and to whatever character they're playing and then we see them out in real life but they don't have any chords of attachment to us so it's yeah it's like this it is like kind of a weird dynamic of feeling like you're very attached to the certain person who doesn't know that you exist.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, and you know, and the, you take it a step further because now that I'm thinking like characters, cause it's one thing to just be like, you know, the unrequited love from afar of a Hollywood star. But then if you then, put them in whatever role that you're most attached to. And then you have all these feelings around that role of this personality that they don't even have.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly.
0: (laughs) That's got to be hard for them. But um, So basically, though, the more intense, um, intimate, or longstanding a relationship is, the stronger the energetic cord that links you. So that's kind of something to really think about because, you know we'll get to it, but (laughs) otherwise there's a, there's a lot there. So anyways, these energetic cords can either drain you or feed you depending on the nature of the relationship. Um, but you're going to have attachments to pretty much everything. So when you cut or clear these cords, you can make peace with the situation. So say a, um, somebody that you are no longer dating or married to, or, you know, a friend from the past where things didn't end well, that sort of thing. You're not even in that situation anymore, but, um, you know, you still have an attachment to it. So it's good for that sort of thing. Or even if you are completely and utterly in love with someone or, you know, say even the unconditional love you have for family members, um, it's good to kind of clear that energy every once in a while to kind of make space for the most supportive, loving um, relationship you can have. Because especially with things like kids and that sort of thing, you it's very easy to kind of get very caught up in their business, especially when they get older and they leave home. And, you know, you kind of want to live your life through them. So those cords get a little messy. And if you want them to live their best life, it's good to kind of clear that energy also.
1: Um, very, very hard when you're an only child, I yes. will say. Oh my
0: gosh, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's got to be good stuff
0: right there. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah because you know you are like the the point of the universe
1: exactly yeah the sun and the moon and it's yeah it's very like you know traumatizing when the sun and the moon doesn't want to hang out with you and tell you all their secrets no pressure or anything yeah
0: (laughs) um so, uh, but, so here, the the thing is to remember, though, is that um, people get really weird about cords of attachment sometimes, and they're, like, they get, like, this weird obsession or anxiety or that sort of thing because they're like then thinking about the millions of cords that can form like you know oh my gosh I had like some sort of run-in at the grocery store with this inconsiderate person and you know now I have a cord to them and like they're like draining my energy and you know it's it's really not that bad. <laughs>
1: right, so, right. That 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 sounds really serious.
0: <laughs> so don't sit there and waste your entire day stressing about how many chords you have. Just kind of really focus on the ones that matter the most first. And, um, you know, the biggest relationships, the most intimate ones, the ones that you haven't been able to lay to rest. And then, you know, I would focus on the, it's like triage. I would focus on Anybody that you don't know that well, but you did have kind of a, an impassioned kind of exchange because anytime you involve high levels of emotion, it's a stronger bond.
1: Very, very true. Even if you don't (laughs) like that person very much. Right. I mean, love or hate, like they say,
0: you know, the word, the opposite of love is not hate. It's apathy. It's because, you know, you don't have that strong feeling, emotional feeling. It's just like, meh. (laughs) so you know you want to just kind of if you did have a heated exchange at the grocery store then go ahead and clear that but don't sit there and stress about every little you know bad look somebody gave you you know in line somewhere or whatever like just make peace with it um and also just remember that this kind of cord cutting kind of stuff is meant to be empowering it is not meant to cause more anxiety in an already kind of anxious
1: world <laughs> right right yeah we're not saying by cutting the cords of attachment we're not saying cutting a person out of your life um well, <laughs> well i mean okay it depends on the person <laughs> it's it is. But like, but maybe it's like a situation that you had with a good friend many, many years ago. And for whatever reason, that situation still pops up and bothers you, even though like you and your friend have long since resolved it, but you still go over it in your mind because you're a crazy person. This doesn't happen to me at all. <laughs>
0: No, we're going to get to that, actually, in the symptoms of cord attachment. (laughs) You've touched on one. Um, But no, sometimes if, if you're really entangled with someone that isn't good for you and you're in kind of a toxic relationship, a toxic cycle, sometimes it's actually easier to cut the cord before you end the relationship because then it just makes it easier to disentangle.
1: That's very true. Yeah. Like when people, um, go through a breakup and by the time they're finally out of it, they're just like, okay, I was dealing with this for such a long time. I feel like the relationship ended a long, a long time before the actual breakup.
0: Yes. There you go. (laughs) Or, you know, yeah, there's a lot of reasons and ways that could go. But um, so anyways, so you may be wondering, <laughs> I'm sure you are, Virgo last
1: Edge of my seat. Wait, what? Edge of my seat. Try... <laughs> I'm
0: on a ball chair right now. So if I get on the edge of that, I may be falling over. <laughs> my sense of balance. Got to work the core more. <laughs> Um, okay. So some of the symptoms, and this is not an exhaustive list. I want to like throw that out there because I come up with lists from time to time. And I really try to kind of think about the, um, the, the, the most, you know, the most of the things out there, but there's always something that will kind of escape me or something that I just haven't experienced. So, you know, this is not an exhaustive list, but anyways, so one of the symptoms of having a cord of attachment that you need to clear um, is kind of a feeling of sadness, anxiety, or depression. Um, and sometimes it can hit you from out of nowhere, like you'll be going about your day just fine, and then you just feel absolutely terrible for some reason. Maybe you just start crying, or you have kind of a slight panic attack going on, or you know, you just don't want to do anything for a while, and you're sitting there staring into space. Um, so it could kind of occur that way, or it could be just when you interact with a certain person that is kind of the cause of this chord.
1: Yeah. So when um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of a good way to put this, but um, when that happens, is it? I think that I'm stuck on like the, it only happens when you are around that person, because my brain doesn't work that way. (laughs) My brain (laughs) probably is like, you know, I'll be with a person and be like having a normal interaction. And then it's usually like later on when I'm like, wait, that was an abnormal interaction. Like what the hell just happened? And then I start ruminating about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. That's...
0: (laughs) Let me explain it better. Cause it's, it's not quite
1: like that. Exactly. Well, it's, all people, all brains are different. So, <laughs>
0: it, well, okay. So it's a triggering person. I, yeah. I don't think. Gotcha. I, yeah. Yes. So you might notice it over time where you are, you know, you're going about your day just fine and you don't realize that so-and-so is causing this, you know, kind of visceral reaction in some way. And then, you know, after a few times of experiencing this, you know, strong emotion or, um, I mean, I've had things come out, (laughs) I've had actual physical symptoms from um, knowing that I was going to see a certain person. And sometimes if it was weeks in the making, like, you know, you have it penciled in on your calendar, even if it's somebody that I truly want to see um they're triggering for me in some way and so i'll get you know like a rash somewhere that won't go away until i finish you know meeting with that person and then poof it goes away within hours um but it will torture me for weeks before that um so you know you kind of make that connection over time like oh my gosh i only feel this way when i'm about to see this person and
1: oh yes going back to our episode about energy vampires there you go and that's why there's a lot of
0: overlap with cords of attachment and energy vampires but not just energy vampires i mean it does go positive also um but yeah in a lot of cases you definitely like would benefit from severing a cord when you have an experience like that with someone
1: yeah, it's basically like when you have one of those friendships where, like, you maybe at one point were really, really close, and then all of a sudden, you know, years have gone by, and you just find that they're just more draining than giving you energy when you see them because all they're doing is just complaining about their lives and complaining about, you know, all the people around them and complaining about their jobs. And, or are just like, okay, I feel like I just took on this person's entire psyche during this lunch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and so that
0: kind of also leads into the second one, which, which is um, right. you get sick a lot or you just feel generally run down.
1: I've never had that happen to me, but I maybe this is also like, an empath grounder type of thing because you know uh, around these parts on mystic chick we always like to say um as a chakras um chakras open uh shields down but my shields, shields are yeah shields up my <laughs> yeah my shields are always down so, or my shields, no, my shields are always up. Yours are all. Yours are always down. You have to physically lift them up. Yeah, mine are so, a big
0: floppy mass. They're like the manual version. Like you got the special electric ones. You just hit a button.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I just hit a button. It's like, oh, it's it's like when you're in a limo and the limo driver is really annoying and trying to talk to you, and so you just hit that button and it just goes all the way up. <laughs> those are my, oh my energetic god. shields right there oh my god you're in the limo
0: and i'm in like the honda civic from 20 years ago with the stick shift and the not electric anything <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i really need to put my shields up wind 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 wind. wind. <laughs> so much fun
1: my arm hurts <laughs> <laughs> my arm hurts putting these shields up <laughs>
0: Um, so yes, I have had a lot of experiences in the past before I became really, really aware of protecting myself of just getting absolutely sick with anything and everything. I mean, really thing on top of thing, thing on top of thing and thing, like there would be like several things in a row and, um, like my back would get out, I'd get a really bad sinus infection and I'd get like some sort of like horrible rash. (laughs)
1: Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Actually, I'm wrong. Because as you're talking about that, I was like, wait a minute, but there's this one thing. And then there's that one thing. And okay, trigger warning, I'm going to talk about weight. (laughs) So um, anyone has a problem about that, you know, like to just maybe like go to another podcast and then come right back to us. But um, when I had my stressful job that I talked a bit about um, during the emotional vampire episode, It was also um, like for the entire time I was there, I had gained like a good, I mean, it wasn't a lot of weight, but it was a good, like, you know, 10 pounds that I wasn't happy about. And I would try to like, you know, get it off. It was the closest I came to like, you know, an eating disorder. So that was super fun. And, (laughs) you know, it just wouldn't go away. And then I quit that job. It was gone two weeks later.
0: Oh, that happened to me too. I yeah. gained like ten or fifteen pounds from a job, and then within six weeks it was
1: gone. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, I'm going to get on my soapbox a little bit here, and just you know, if you like stayed with us during the trigger warning, I also want to say that you know that was also a good learning experience of how how like tied to stress weight is, and so when people like act like you know people who have weight problems are like just lazy and just eating the wrong things all the time and just not taking care of themselves that's not remotely true it's just a stressful they're going through a stressful situation and you saying all those things about them is making them more stressed out so stop doing that no fat shaming here okay
0: Um yeah, well, and that's the thing, like especially with stress weight, like if it's activated by cortisol, you know, I mean there's nothing exactly important. you've got that that yeah. nice stuff coursing through your veins. So much fun.
1: So much fun. <laughs> cortisol is a super fun hormone. <laughs> That'll be a whole nother episode. The hormones we yes, love. <laughs> hormones we love. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Anyways, so um, (laughs) I don't even know where to go with it. So then the next thing is, this is an empath thing, um, but experiencing feelings that are not yours, but rather what the other person is going through and, but feeling like it's yours.
1: Yeah, that is something, um, again, like I'm pretty good at putting my shields up, but at the same time, like as a grounder, Uh, My job is also I am the fix it person. So I end up spending my energy. It's not that like I walk into a room and I can feel exactly what everybody's going through. Like I don't have that superpower. But if somebody comes up to me and they starts telling me about what, you know, like what their problems are, I'm immediately like, how do I fix these problems? Oh, no, this person has a problem. What do we do about that? (laughs) (laughs) you're such
0: a little worker bee i love you (laughs) (laughs) just worrying about
1: others
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i'm like having like some sort of spaz attack in the corner
1: (laughs) and then i come over and i'm like it's gonna be okay everything's fine we're working through this (laughs) (laughs) too many feelings (laughs)
0: Or just too much external stimulation. There's just the lights are too bright. There's too much noise. There's too many people. Oh, my goodness. Too much food. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I get upset about a lot of things. Like, I actually get freaked out by Thanksgiving because I'm like, why do we need so much food? There's too much food. There's just food everywhere. And, you know, so there's that.
1: I mean, okay, I can see that, especially if you're the person hosting because yeah, it's like it's all on you where like my last Thanksgiving I we just ordered in. Problem well, solved, it was done. It's like you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, last Thanksgiving is the exception. I don't even want to mention the deep fried turkey again, but <laughs> we did not make that at home. <laughs>
1: yeah. On a normal Thanksgiving, it's still my mom's problem. Sorry, mom. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah normal Thanksgivings are totally different. Uh ball of stuffing. But um <laughs> so then the next thing on the list, another symptom of having a cord of attachment that severely needs severing, <laughs> is um engaging in addictive behaviors. So if you feel that you are kind of binge eating, drinking every single night or having a number of drinks in a row when you normally would stop at one, you know, um the drug scene. Um even exercise if you take it to extremes can be yes. <laughs> Addictive, so yeah, gambling, shopping you name it, it, you can probably be addicted to it. (laughs) Don't challenge me on that though.
1: (laughs) No, it's true. I mean, like, literally anything homeopathic medicine you can become addicted to, and that's like has literally nothing in it. So, I mean, you know,
0: if you're looking Mm -hmm. at too many pictures of feet, if you limit yourself to three pictures of feet a day and you're down to you're up to like 20, you might have a problem. (laughs)
1: or a fetish
0: (laughs) you know (laughs) any addictive behavior that's all i'm saying
1: (laughs) i mean i feel like 20 pictures of feet for someone who has a kink is pretty average maybe if we get up to 125 man that that's when you need to scale back
0: all right in the psychology because i i do have a degree in psychology. So for, in the psychology realm, you have a problem when it impacts your daily life. So whatever, if you're wa- looking at pictures of feet for like five hours a day, and you're, you're you know getting repercussions from work, maybe you're getting written up or being put on a performance plan because you're wasting too much time looking at pictures of feet.
1: And also they looked at your search history and now you're in trouble. <laughs>
0: well... <laughs> You know, I, there's nothing I could say. I mean, maybe you try to evade them by like watching, looking at the feed on your phone, as long as it's not like the corporate phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to the next one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll do kinks another episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, a, oh my gosh. That is a totally, I actually have one planned for the the near future on that. Um, but it's not just about feet, so don't get your hopes up too much.
1: Right? Exactly. No, we are not the feet podcast here, you guys. <laughs> all feet,
0: all the time. All the time. <laughs> Who's got ten toes? We do. Oh, wait, wait.
1: <laughs> ten toes on one foot only. You only got one foot.
0: All right. So the next one is negative thinking and or negative speech. So, um. This is kind of in a a couple different realms. You can think negatively about yourself, kind of be self-deprecating, talk negatively about yourself or start to notice that you are kind of really, really um, being a little bit catty or spiky on how you're talking to other people or maybe just one specific person you're kind of really unloading about and they may or may not deserve it.
1: Okay, that reminds me, actually, if you've ever seen the show, um, How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Yeah, there was this one character named Robin, and there was like this uh, person she worked with named Patrice. And Patrice was this totally nice person, and she really liked Robin, and she just wanted to be Robin's friend. And she would come over and be like, you know, hi, Robin, how are you doing today? And for whatever reason, Robin hated Patrice and would be like, it's none of your business, Patrice. Get out of here, Patrice. (laughs) she
0: yes might have had a cord of attachment in a negative way (laughs) and i think that comes up actually quite a bit in the working world where you have somebody that you feel threatened by or you feel like you're in competition with and they may not feel the same way back maybe they are being friendly or maybe they just don't really notice you at all Um, But there is a cord of attachment there because you're sending it out and you have a very impassioned kind of feeling attached to it. So that is definitely a case where you would benefit from cutting that.
1: Yeah, I think that cords of attachment especially get weird in the workplace. It turns because it's like a spider web of attachment. Yeah, exactly. A spider web of attachment. Yeah, because every single core like relates to every other person there. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> and you're basically just shoved into this situation where you're with these people for the majority of your day. You see these people more than your loved ones. Yeah, <laughs> and, true. And it's, yeah. And so, it yeah, it can be a lot. It can definitely take a psychic toll.
0: It kind of makes me want to just take a can of Silly String and bring it into a workplace and then spray it in the air and see if we can find the web.
1: or <laughs> <laughs> black light? Black light <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> um, okay. So then you, another one that's kind of, it's not exactly the same as negative thinking. Because um, I, I put it in its own category because It just, it just is its own animal. Anger. If you are just feeling either unnecessarily angry towards someone, or maybe necessarily angry, if you just get worked up every time you think about someone or you interact with a certain person, I fucking Patrice. (laughs) There you go, Patrice. Um, Or you engage in some sort of aggressive behavior that is not typically you but with this person they just push your buttons and there you go court of attachment
1: yeah my friends and I actually refer to that as um if someone's eating crackers I think there's like this saying about how like when you dislike somebody then even if they're just like sitting by themselves eating crackers you're just sitting there watching them like oh look at that person eating crackers like a jerk
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. If a person can't even eat a cracker in peace, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, it's like yeah, they haven't done anything wrong. They're not doing anything to you, and you're just like, oh god, the way that person eats crackers. So that will be the um,
0: court of attachment cracker test.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh,
0: just pull out a saltine and see what happens. <laughs> lace them out on a table and then watch people, you know, really start to nosh on those things. See what happens. Um, okay. So the next one is, um, this is a weird one, but feelings of guilt or betrayal. If you do something that goes against what this person that you have a court of attachment to, uh, thinks you should do or be.
1: Okay. I feel like I didn't completely follow that one. Explain it again. (laughs) Uh All
0: right. So you kind of, let's see, Um, maybe it's a mentor. Maybe it's kind of a a grandparent um, or a parent or anybody in your life that you kind of look up to, but somebody who is kind of like weighed in on your life like from the time you were young. And then if you decide to say, choose a different profession than what they would approve of, or um, just different things that, you know, they maybe you cut your hair and they, you know that they're going to freak out when they see your hair, just silly things. Can yeah. Be little things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's definitely something that a lot of people have gone through as they grow up. Yeah. Like, um, if you have to come out as, you know, LGBT, or, you know, if you're, um, even just, even just like if you, um, are choosing like an artsy path and they want you to go into business or something like that, and you didn't become the success that they wanted you to, I definitely see that's a huge cord of of attachment right there.
0: Yeah. So anything like that, I mean, it could even be like talking to, Family members or friends that the this person, whether it's a friend or a family member or whatever, um, doesn't think that, you know, anybody should be friends with. And then you're worried that they're going to catch wind of it or that sort of thing. And you're going to hear about it later. That's all kind of in that realm. Yeah. Um, okay. So the next one is one I think you talked about before we started these symptoms, but obsessive thoughts or behaviors.
1: Yay, so much fun.
0: (laughs) When you're really, really thinking about someone. And this comes up, um, I'm going to use relationships, like a dating relationship as an example. But um, you, and this is usually a sign that you guys are not meant to be, that, you know, there's something toxic or dysfunctional about the relationship. But you're dating someone and you really care about them. And they kind of keep you at a distance a little bit and you try to, you know, make plans with them or this or that. And then they're kind of evasive about either what they did the day before they like, you know, Oh, let's go do this. And then they're like, I can't got to go. And then you don't get a chance to talk to them until the next day or a couple of days later. And then they never really tell you where they went or what they did. Um, and then you start to obsess over like, well, what are they doing when they're, I mean, are they seeing someone else? Like, why aren't they telling me the whole story? Like that kind of thing. Um, you can get really caught up in this obsessive loop.
1: Oh God. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, um, also like if somebody, if you're with somebody and this is again, like a lot of times it's with the, the dating realm, but it not always, sometimes it's like, Um, you know, you could visit with your mom and then go back home and eat a ton of potato chips because you feel like you haven't lived up to her expectations. (laughs) 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 Um, you know, so it doesn't always have to be like the biggest thing in the world, but, um, but
1: I, I would say that for me, it's like, and this, I feel also relates to like, um, if your brain is kind of, uh, ADHD, so I feel like I have 27 tabs open in my brain all the time, and I just click back from one to another to another. So sometimes I click to say the childhood trauma tab, and then I'm just in that tab until I, I'm like... Oh wait, why am I in this tab? I need to go somewhere else, and then I click over to a different tab. So, it's so yeah. I mean, like I yeah, I think that for me, it's really hard to like learn how to like. Cl- I, my cores of attach- attachment are the tabs of attachment. I need to learn how to close those tabs. Okay,
0: so you're, as a Virgo, you um were able to organize your ADHD. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I'm
0: impressed. <laughs> No, but that's a great way to think about it. I, that might actually be a mental trick for a lot of people out there to kind of like put all their situations in different tabs. But yeah, when you have like say childhood trauma situations, like anybody that took part in why you feel that trauma, you should cut cords with, even if it's in the past and you don't see that person anymore. Um, that is a great example of, of a situation where you should be cutting those ties, Um but and also, as far as like obsessive behaviors and that sort of thing, another thing is like when you are dating someone or you're married to someone and, um, they go out and maybe they're supposed to be home at a certain time and then they just don't show up on time and maybe it's kind of a thing for them. And you start drinking, like, you know, you start drinking half an hour before they're going to get home because you're starting to worry and stress that they're not going to come home and then they don't come home. And then, you know, you're three, four, five, six drinks in and yeah, a big mess every single time. And then maybe you fight when they get back home finally, but that is definitely a cord that needs to be cut.
1: Yeah, that is definitely a cord that needs to be cut. That's like, that is like dra- definitely draining energy. Like yeah, that pneumatic tube is just going in one direction. <laughs> you're not getting. Yeah, you're sending out paychecks, and you're not getting any cash back.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Um. Okay, so and we kind of talked about this one already. Maybe I listed this. Uh, I feel like it's kind of going back to a different one, but a living a life that someone else has planned for you. So, like when you feel like you were too afraid to kind of do what you really wanted to do, and I, I'm not putting anyone down in that situation. There's a lot of reasons why people choose to go along with what other people are pushing them to do. In my, well, might be-
1: yeah, it's a privilege. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like there's a lot of privilege inherent in um, your parents, like wanting you to become a doctor and, oh, you have the means to become a doctor. Oh, hey, look, that was super easy. Look, I'm a doctor now. (laughs) Or, you know, it could
0: be something like, um, oh, hey, your parents have a store. And when you get older, you're going to run the store. Like you had plans to, you know, go to art school or do whatever, but no, you have to work in the mini mart running the store. Right. And that's hard, you know, because your family's depending on you and, you know, you feel like very tied to it. It's not something that you thought your life would be. And so um, that's definitely a situation where cutting the cords is, is a good thing because it might actually free things up to kind of give a little wiggle room to the universe to have things manifest in a different way that's more positive for you.
1: So how do we cut these cords of attachment? Um, So
0: there's, and I've come across a bunch of different ways that people have talked about cutting the cords. Um, Some people definitely, you know, you can do it yourself. And that's the kind of way that I'd approach it. That's what I recommend. In most cases, I would say, just do it yourself. But, um, some people invoke an intermediary spirit guide angel um anything that that would help them, you know, even a pet who's- cr- crossed over can sometimes be helpful for that, but i oh think- my
1: God, that would be my puck <laughs> my <laughs> puck would be the best little spirit guide because he was. He was an attack cat. People were afraid of him. Actually, I'm going to do that. I am going to visualize my attack cat just shredding those cords of attachment. (laughs) (laughs) Sharp little claws. That's my baby.
0: (laughs) So that would be a really great thing. And so, I mean, it really depends on the person. And I think also um, if you feel like you know, you need to cut a cord with someone and you possibly need to end a relationship with someone and you don't feel strong enough to do that, then it's very helpful to invoke someone else to kind of do it with you or on your behalf.
1: Yeah. And I've also, um, like, I feel like sometimes if you get into like a deep enough meditative space, then you can kind of just, um, get deep enough to like meet your spirit guide and then just kind of like get like a better idea of like who they are, what they're about and like how they can help you. Um, so I think that like, it I feel like the answer for almost anything is meditation.
0: <laughs> That's true. When in doubt meditate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and we're going to definitely be touching on spirit guides in an upcoming episode. I think in like, in the next couple of months. We have so many
1: shows planned. Um yeah. first we have to do the Valentine's Day sexy shows.
0: Yes. Valentine or February is the month of love, or <laughs> just um Sex. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have to occur together. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) But um February is going to be the red hot month. (laughs) Just a teaser for everybody out there. Um, so we're gonna focus our content on that area, but um probably but in March, I'm hoping to do a spirit guide episode, and that will kind of help people kind of tune in more on who their spirits spirit guides are and all that jazz how to how to get one how to exchange one and whatever how to fire one
1: <laughs> nice. it happens
0: it happens <laughs> sometimes they got to go <laughs> but um so anyways you there's a bunch of different kind of techniques you can use cord cutting is actually just one of several different ways to kind of protect your personal energy and i'm just going to kind of list those out really quick before we get into how do you cut the cord um just because i want to give some choices out there to people and sometimes other things are going to work better for your particular needs but um aside from cutting energetic cords um the second one in the list is create a positive energy field of protection
1: and how does one do that?
0: <laughs> Sorry, it's one of those days. I need mm-hmm. more
1: caffeine. Um,
0: <laughs> okay, and these techniques, a lot of them you can use in conjunction with each other. So if you're really wanting to get like um, as much bang for your book as possible, feel free to kind of combine these techniques but a positive energy field of protection would just be envisioning yourself in a sphere of light, a bubble of light, if you will. And it can be gold. The default is usually like a kind of yellow, goldy, bright, just, you know, like say you were in the sunlight um, kind of light. And then you could always color it a different color, um, pink for love or green for healing. Um, or if you are drawn to a specific color, even if it's like a metallic kind of color Um, you could also kind of throw things in there like glitter or you know anything rose petals floating around if it's a romantic kind of protection (laughs) just like the best love possible kind of thing Um, you know whatever you want to throw in there it's 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 very DIY.
1: (laughs) I usually go I usually go for a sort of iridescent holographic sort of light There you go. That is very. That's almost like
0: the the bubbles you blow with that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like very. Like you know, for light pastel blues and pinks and purples. Very Lisa Frank.
0: Ooh, I love Lisa Frank. Um, get me a a pink tiger sticker right now. (laughs) (laughs) On a skateboard, (laughs) (laughs) sipping on a malt. (laughs) I love those stickers. Um, But basically, when you have this field of light around you, then you set the intention that only good things can come through, that you are protected and loved at all times. And that can be a really helpful thing
1: to have. Also, another thing that uh, you can do if you are, you know, of the witchy persuasion, (laughs) and especially if you want something that's maybe, like, more tangible than just a bubble of light is uh, you can actually, like, charm some of your jewelry to be um like sort of a protective emblem so uh basically you just yeah so you just like say you have a necklace and you or a ring and you wear it every single day so you can just charge it under the moonlight under the full moon or cleanse it under the moon under the new moon or just even um like sometimes i like to just Soak it as long as it's something that's not going to get ruined. Don't ruin your fine jewelry and use moonlight instead. Um, But if you can cleanse, like say a little ring in some um, like salt, like water with salt in it, and then that kind of charges it up so that it's protective. And so you can just wear that every single day. And the more you wear it, the more it charges up because it's next to you all of the time. So that helps to kind of be your own, like, little personal bubble of light that you can carry with you everywhere.
0: That is a nice one. I really like that one. Um, and kind of in the same vein, you could even do, like, run- runic inscriptions um, based on kind of the type of protection that you need. Oh and-
1: yeah, um, carry a crystal with you wherever you go. A lot of people like to carry crystals in either their pocket or their bra. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I've never been a bra crystal girl. I should. I just. Okay. I, I, feel I tried it. it
1: once and I lost it. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe I just needed a better bra.
0: <laughs> That's a whole nother episode, right there.
1: <laughs> we talked about bras last time.
0: Where <laughs> 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 are your crystals? Um, but uh, so then you also have things like the. And We've talked about this one before, but the feng shui cactus technique. So if there is somebody that you feel too attached to that you can't seem to figure out a way out of the attachment, um, it can be helpful. Or if you just broke up with someone or you're looking to break up with someone, um, write their name un- and stick it under a cactus or write their name behind a cactus picture and put that in the fame area of your um, bagua, which is the back middle section, if you divide it into nine, the back middle section of the first floor, that is your fame area. If you have your front door on one side, it would be the opposite end of the first floor of your living space.
1: Okay, I'm like trying to like, you know, visualize what that is in my head.
0: <laughs> I know, it's it's a little weird. It's like, uh, but if, imagine a grid of nine, so almost like a Rubik's Cube, maybe. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, it shouldn't be too hard for a Chicago railroad apartment. just a bunch of squares. Squares. There you go.
0: Um, So the next one you could do is um, envision a ring of fire around yourself, your working space, your property. Huh? I like that. It's a good one. I've used that one quite a bit too. And... um, you can also take a salt bath because that cleanses the energetic body. So if you have kind of a kind of toxic interaction with someone, you know, at, at the end of the day, just go take a salt bath and kind of get that yuck off of you. You
1: can also just if you're taking a sh- if you're taking a shower because you don't got time to clean your bathtub, take a bath. <laughs> 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 you just kind of like envision the. Uh, sometimes i'd say i was just talking with somebody about how like you get really worked up in the shower like that's when sometimes your brain will click over to a tab that you don't want to have that you know really gets you worked up probably because you're not in front of your phone you can't distract yourself with animal crossing <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but that, but that is when, um, you know, you've had like a rough day, you want to wash all this energy off of you. So you just imagine like, um, silvery light or anything that's feeling very healing to you at the time, um, coming through to like rinse off everything with water and rinse it all down the drain.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, the light bath is awesome. Um, you could also use a salt scrub in the shower, or you could put some salt, sprinkle some salt on the like floor of the shower. Ooh, like yeah. With an essential oil. Essential oil. You know how we all feel about those right now. <laughs> 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 More lavender.
1: <laughs> More lavender, all the lavender. I oh
0: sorry. Eucalyptus, lavender, <laughs> <and> citrus. <laughs> Keep going. Some sort of nut oil, almond oil, olive oil. <laughs> sorry. All right. So then this one's interesting. I don't know how many people out there have tried this one, but a gong bath because um, the vibration can kind of loosen the energetic body, like loosen it up and kind Ooh. of, yeah. Have you tried one of those? No. Um, You should try.
1: <laughs> like I do not, I'm like I do not have a gong. <laughs> well, you
0: need to go to an actual, see, this is, well, they may be doing them again. I don't, they're usually at yoga studios.
1: Yeah, I think that we maybe had some, okay, I'm just remembering um, the one spa that I used to work at, and uh, a massage therapist um, didn't realize he had a client because he was getting his um, eyebrows waxed, and this other massage therapist, she was like carrying a gong to like take him to another service, and she started like, Ringing it at him, yelling, get your client, go, go, gong, oh my gong. <laughs>
0: Seems to work against the general feeling of the gong. <laughs> <I know. laughs> gong as an alarm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I do not feel rusted right now. <laughs> but it was interesting because I've done several gong baths and one was, one in particular, I really, really enjoyed. But then I went to one and the gong was too big. And it, I felt it on this, it was like hitting me and like my, I don't know, like the back of my neck and my brain. And it was like rattling around, like really like strong and strong you know, and then like, ah, you know, and it just, it was not, it was actually kind of painful. Like at the end, I was kind of vibrating in a not so good way.
1: I could see that. Yeah. See, I think that's why a lot of times stuff like that doesn't work for me because like, I have worked at spas and I know how the donuts are made and I know that everybody (laughs) is just in the back room, like just, you know, like being super goofy and making jokes and talking about what they're going to eat. And like, honest to God, like every single massage therapist you have ever gotten A massage from you think they're doing energy work. No, they are thinking about what they're going to eat after that massage is over. I guarantee it. (laughs) So you're saying massages
0: make people hungry?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's hungry work, man. (laughs) It's
0: physical activity. Like I I could never do it. Yeah. Really worn out. (laughs) Um so and then you have smudging, which you know, it's always good. There's like pretty much no situation where smudging can't help you (laughs) really. (laughs) So whether you burn sage, um, if you, you know, spray, there's a lot of like different sprays, like sage sprays and that sort of thing. Um, There's what is that stuff? The um, there's also things you can burn like copal. And uh, what is that other one? It's the, the uh, Palo Santo. Yes. Thank you. So much. I'm like, it starts with a P, but it's not really a P because <laughs> I was thinking about the S I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, you could burn some of that. So
1: I do know that one thing that um, I've heard recently and probably just something to be mindful of is that um, white spa- white sage specifically um, the native American communities have asked us to Stop just using that to like you know um, cleanse our apartments and stuff like that because uh, they're running out of it. It's kind of becoming like an endangered herb. In a oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's being like you know overdone, overharvested. So like yeah, the Native Americans have been like, hey, white people, can you please stop burning that, please and thank you. So so maybe like incense. Yeah, incense or like—I mean, there's a million other things that you can do. Like rosemary is actually a really amazing and um thing uh, herb that you can cleanse your apartment with, or Ooh, your home.
0: Sounds like it would smell good too.
1: Exactly, right? <laughs> and it wouldn't smell like lavender. Anything but lavender. (laughs) Everything in my house
0: is lavender right now. I do the laundry. It's lavender. Do the dishes. It's lavender. Dry the laundry. It's lavender sachets from Trader Joe's. Give a shout out to Trader Joe's for reasonable prices and not many ingredients.
1: (laughs) Sponsor us, Trader
0: Joe's. (laughs) You know you want to. We are a good time. Uh, And the last one in that list, and this is not an extensive list, but it's just a few other things to keep in mind is uh, journal and burn. So if you have some interactions with uh, somebody either in the moment, like a toxic interaction or something where you are kind of simmering or stewing or replaying it, it could be days, weeks, years ago. If it's something that just keeps like chipping at you then write it down, write everything down, write your feelings down. Sometimes people say it's helpful to rewrite the exchange in a way that you want the outcome to be. Um, but however you want to do it, and then burn that.
1: Yeah, that would be my jam, because I have always been a journaler. Although <laughs> I've never burned anything, but I can Ooh. see how that would be, yeah, maybe just very freeing. Just oh. to, like, let it go instead of holding on to it, so that I can stuff it into the tabs that are open in my head all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love
0: your Virgo ADHD—the <laughs> most organized ADHD I've ever come across. I'm actually going to take your Virgo tips and use them in my own brain. That you know, it's sluggish. It's not ADHD. It's like the opposite. <laughs> like, ah, not enough coffee. Come on, come on, Mystic Chip. Um, okay, so. The cord cutting, now, I'm going to throw it out there. We're going to talk about a couple different uh, ways you can do it. But also, just so anybody out there listening, um, you can search... Cord cutting meditations out pretty much anywhere, really. Um, There's ones on YouTube. I'm actually going to mention one in a minute. But um, also, if anybody out there uses the Insight Timer, I'm a big proponent of mindfulness and meditation as a practice. And I actually um, have created mindfulness programs for different places that kind of help workers kind of de stress and. Uh, be more focused and more productive in their jobs. But um, so the Insight Timer is a free app. A lot of the mindfulness and meditation apps are you have to pay for. There's a few out there now that you don't. I think Calm is another one. But, um, or my life, I think my life might be free. Uh, but the Insight Timer is the one I swear by. I actually had it recommended to me by a the head of a, um, <laughs> it was a temple. It, it, it was the main monk of a temple. And um, he really recommended it. But basically, it has a ton of different um, guided meditations that you can select from there's also a timer on there so if you want to do meditation without having a guided um experience there's all these different things that you can select from to kind of uh figure out you know do you want like a background kind of sound like what do you want do you want some sort of um way to signal that, you know, you only have a minute left or this or that. Like, it's a really fun kind of tool to use and it's free. So definitely anybody out there, check out Insight Timer. That's I-N, like Insight, I-N-S-I-G-H-T Timer. And I'll try to post a link for that also, but um, it's very, there's a ton of guided meditations on pretty much anything you can think of. Oh, anyway.
1: I definitely want to check that out. That actually does sound like something that would be, again, good for the ADHD brain, because if it's, especially if it's on a timer, because, you know, those of us with ADHD, like we don't understand time, like time exists differently outside the in the world than it does in our heads. So that's why we always are, you know. It's either like we're running late because you know we think that two minutes is like a lot longer than it actually is. (laughs) (laughs) But then also, if we try to meditate and we want to meditate for two minutes, suddenly two minutes is a really long time. So yeah, like having a little timer for that would probably be like just really really helpful.
0: It's great too because it there's a whole community on Insight Timer, and so um, you'll go and you'll just do you know, a five or 10 minute by yourself meditation, just, you know, with the timer and afterwards you'll be like alerted to so-and-so from, you know, across the world was meditating with you and all these other people, you know, thousands or hundreds of people at a time are meditating with you. And it's just kind of like comforting, you know, to feel like you're not alone. So it's a good thing. Um, So anyways, you can download something, you can search something on an app, but the simple, I have it broken down to two different categories. We have simple and ceremonial cord cutting. And so a simple cord cutting um, is, and this is all like, once you start working with this type of thing, you'll, you'll probably come up with your own way to do it. And so it's just one of those things where you just practice it a few times, and then you start to kind of figure out how it works best for you. Um, But if you are in a troubling situation, and um, you need to do kind of a cord cutting quickly, or, you know, you're just kind of feeling anxious, and you don't have time for ceremony, then the simple cord cutting is a great way to go. So, The one that I use is imagine that the person is in a bubble of light and you can choose a color like green for healing, pink for love, blue for communication. So say you want better communication with this person um, or golden light just as the default. If you're not sure, um, add your sparkles, confetti, flower Petals or anything else into the light bubble if you wish just to kind of jazz it up you don't have to if you're a pinterest kind of person you might have some sort of interesting thing floating in there that's fine
1: just stuff them in a mason jar (laughs) just (laughs) Um, and then you
0: look and you see the silver cord that links the two of you and um you cut the cord with the sharp tool that bust resonates with you. If you are feeling kind of spunky, maybe you use an axe. <laughs> if you are feeling kind of, you know, retro in a middle Europe sort of way, you can use a sword. I don't know. Um, a renaissance Uh, you can use those scissors that, uh, people use for ribbon cutting ceremonies, like the mayor. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes. I love that. (laughs) Um,
0: as, as Virgo last said earlier, she would probably use her cat's claws.
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. I'm like imagining it already and it's already making me feel better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So as you do this, whatever tool you decide to use, or if you have a spirit guide or angel or something, cut it for you, um, Regardless of how you feel about the person, and this is the kicker, (laughs) it's a tough one sometimes, but wish the person well. Watch.
1: (laughs) Okay, that is the hardest thing. Like, what if you really, really dislike this person, and you just want to put them into like a spiky cactus bubble? (laughs) (laughs)
0: do your cactus later (laughs) write that person's name and stick it under the cactus in the fame area of your bagua so you know um feng shui again if you if you weren't there for that part of the show you may want to uh replay this later but um so you know that will the cactus activity definitely will kind of find it will put the person away from you and it will be the best possible scenario for both the people involved. So it is not a, you know, this person will have, suffer or have a worse life. They'll just be away from you, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> that's all you
1: want. Karmically, that's is, all it you the, want. is it all we want? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes.
0: All right. So you watch the person float away. Wishing the person well, waving goodbye, maybe the parade wave if you're feeling kind of fancy, and you begin to let a feeling of peace wash over you. So you you cut the cord, the person's in their bubble of light, you're wishing the person well, waving goodbye, watching them float away, feeling a sense of peace. And then this person may or may not stay in your life. So it may just be um, somebody that you needed to kind of disengage from, or you felt like you were too connected to, and you just kind of want to make sure that there's space in the relationship for both people to be happy, or it's possible that you are breaking up with someone, or it's somebody that has been in your heart for too long and you can't meet another special someone because they keep you know rearing their head (laughs) um whatever it is just use this technique watch them float away send them love send them peace feel peace wash over you and you will have a different energetic relationship with that person
1: yeah because it doesn't always mean that the person is not around anymore. It just means that you're not as, you're not as emotionally attached to like everything they say and do when they're around you.
0: Yes. And so, I mean, sometimes they won't be in your life anymore if you are trying to make peace with a breakup or that sort of thing. But sometimes it's just, even with your significant other, you know, sometimes you want to make more space in your life together for more awesomeness and happiness and that will, you know, be a good thing too.
1: So yeah, like that's like, I mean, every couple, no matter how strong they are, has like that rough patch. And if that rough patch is just still like circling around in your brain or just like, you know, still a tab that you keep like jumping onto every now and then, then yeah, I could definitely see how like sending that, not necessarily sending the person away, sending that rough patch off into the distance in a bubble of light
0: or okay here's another example with the with you know significant others and that sort of thing is you just you get stuck in the day-to-day for too long you've been making donuts too long <laughs> and it's starting to interfere maybe you realize you're not hugging enough you are not kissing enough you the bedroom is collecting dust <laughs> Then cut the cords, surround them with pink loving energy and just kind of say, I wish you the space to have happiness between us and that sort of thing. And just kind of like, I look forward to a wonderful, you know, date with you tomorrow, another week, whatever, and just kind of think about future happiness. So it could be a good thing, too. It can be very cathartic.
1: Yeah, I can see that because especially when you're going through those times, then you know, the unhappy energy that you're projecting isn't making anything better. Yeah, so it's like sometimes <laughs> you can just like loosen it up a little bit and not be as anxious. Then that usually just kind of like takes at least like 60% of the pressure off.
0: Yeah. And sometimes the cords of attachment are really just cobwebs of attachment. <laughs> yeah. that's just been like too much gunk in the air for too long. And it's a spring cleaning situation. Yeah. Um, so, and then you have the ceremonial cord cutting, which definitely involves more energy. Yeah. <laughs> But um, so this one's really good for detaching from a relationship that's already in the past or ending your attachment to someone who isn't good for you. And that could be a lover, that could be a friend or a family member that you need to kind of make some distance, you know, create some distance between Um, they may or may not end up leaving your life. But you need that kind of you need to kind of claim your space again. And um, so anyways, you need to do this one kind of in a quiet space where you can be alone. And this one's definitely more meditative. Um, You make yourself comfortable. Sometimes you dim the lights or you use candles. And you create a space of protection and intention. And you can use whatever you feel it would make the experience more healing or cathartic for you. So whether it's different types of crystals, incense, candles, floor cushions, a yoga mat, soft music, whatever you think will enhance the mood of what you're kind of going for. Um, and then you use the cord cutting meditation that I just talked about, or you can use one from YouTube or a meditation app like Insight Timer. And then after the meditation, um, you can spend some time with yourself in a quiet, comfortable position. You can sit, you can lie in corpse pose. Sometimes you, you know, even laying in child's pose is kind of nice and comfortable for a little while. And then when you're ready, just get up and kind of gently go back to your day and maybe kind of drink some lemon water and treat it like, you know, you got a massage and just be kind of easy on yourself for the rest of the day.
1: I've also heard it's good to eat something after doing some heavy meditation like that because it grounds you. So uh, sometimes having like a piece of chocolate nearby Ooh. be your post meditation treat it's not just for dementors
0: <laughs> you had me at chocolate <laughs> <laughs> now i'm gonna have to like come up with like excuses to cut cords so i can eat a lot of chocolate <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, woo, that interaction with that person that I barely knew when I thought I waved to somebody and then I didn't, you know, I'm going to have to cut that cord. I need <laughs> more. <talk.
1: laughs> yeah, exactly. That time when you tried talking to someone and you didn't really have anything to talk about and you felt weird. Yeah. Cut that cord. That's
0: awkward. <laughs> that, that awkward glance from someone. Ooh, that's a cord. <laughs> Okay, so there was one lady on, I think she's been on Oprah. When I pulled it, I did a search for cutting cords and meditations and that sort of thing. And she came up, Gabby Bernstein. I don't really know of her personally, but I did pull up her little, she's got like a three or four minute, maybe five minute um, cutting the cord kind of meditation. Uh, so GabbyBernstein.com has that one. and. But you can search them out anywhere, and honestly, the one that I talked about is you know used in a lot of places, and a, a lot of people that I've talked to have kind of used a very similar type of cord cutting, and it works really well. So, if nothing else, definitely try the one that I mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> I just- and that's that
1: and that's that
0: (laughs) (laughs) this was kind of an exhausting one because it just really um there's a lot to this I mean it's a very emotional process and um it can be really beneficial but it can take a lot out of you to even I think I was just like energetically thinking about all the cords I need to cut as I'm talking about all this stuff. And I kind of feel this heaviness now, like, okay, I got some work to do. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to yeah get your cactus and get your journal and get, uh, get your Mason jar so you can put that at the fire after you burn your journal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things to tend to with this one. (laughs) So this though, sets up the relationship detox, cutting cords of attachment kind of sets the stage then for next month, the month of love and sex. And so um, it's going to kind of free up the energy so that you can kind of attract uh, some interesting warm fuzzies into your life.
1: Exactly, yes. Cut the cords of attachment from all of your exes. So that way you can concentrate on getting it on.